Hi, and welcome to the Frugal Debt-Free Life Podcast. I'm your host, Lydia Sin, and I am passionate about frugal and simple living. And just like you, I am trying to get through the day. I'm a mom, I'm a working mom, I'm running a household, and I'm trying to make the best financial decisions I have with the information that I have at the time. And so if that's you, and you're interested in some non-judgmental, grace-filled discussions about money, then you've come to the right place because money is messy and does not always fit inside of a cash envelope. Today, we're talking about things that we do weekly that have a big impact on our budgets. So if that's what you're interested in, let's go. I say all the time that good financial habits are built one decision at a time. So every time you make a choice to do something that saves you money, whether it is to you know file for a homestead exemption so you can save 50% on your property tax, or if it's going across the street to the cheaper gas station, those habits build one at a time until we make good financial choices really without thinking about it. Now, keep in mind, we all fail. None of us, again, I say this all the time, are perfect little money angels, and we are all going to at some point mess up, make a mistake, and have to start over. But there, chances are you're doing better than you think financially. So let's talk about a few ways we save money every single week because I do believe that the small choices we make can have a big impact. So something that I've been hearing a lot more of in the quote-unquote debt-free community or the personal finance realm is that stop telling people to cut out coffee, stop telling people to cut out avocado toast, stop telling people to cut out this, and instead focus on investing. And while I don't think it's anybody's place to tell you how to spend your money, honestly, it would be hypocritical of me to tell you to quit buying avocados considering the massive amount that I buy, (laughs) but it's, it's your money and you work hard for it and you should spend it any way that you want. But for me, if it weren't about controlling those daily spending habits, we would never have gotten out of debt. We would never have opened a business. We would never have bought our house. We would never have accomplished any of the things that we have accomplished if we hadn't started with those small steps because those are what they call a keystone habit. It is a habit that builds. So we decided to you know, stop eating out into a meal plan. Then we decided that we didn't need to waste as much food. Then we realized that we were having leftover money at the end of the week. Then we were able to put that money towards debt. And then once we started getting debts paid off, we had the motivation to do other things. And so those little tiny habits add up to be bigger picture habits. So let's talk about a few things that we do every single week. That was a long introduction. The ways that I save money every week is by batching my errands. And with gas prices the way that they are, I think it saves me a lot a lot of money because I know that it saves me at least one tank of gas. Now, one of the reasons it saves me so much gas is because we live 20 or 30 minutes away from everything. And that is a choice that we made. But that choice means we pay very little living expenses. We live in a very low cost of living area. But that means when I go to one part of town once a week, I pick up groceries then, I go to the post office, I go to the bank, I go to the library, I do any of the errands in that part of town when I'm in that part of town and there's not a lot of driving back and forth. On Friday, my husband does all of his errands like running to Sam's, going to buy our weekly Friday cheese. 
That's our like weekly tradition after the kids go to bed. My husband and I eat wine and cheese in our bed and watch trashy television. It's cheaper than therapy, okay? But he does all of those errands one day a week when he's in that part of town and it cuts down on the amount of driving back and forth we're doing. So literally an entire tank of gas, which for me right now is between 65 and $75. Another habit that has saved us money is my husband takes his lunch every single day and he used to take leftovers, but now he takes the same thing, which I would get really bored with. He rotates, but it's some form of chicken breast that he seasons my husband as an excellent cook and he grills and he like takes his grilling seriously. And then I think this week it was lentils, last week it was sweet potatoes, so he rotates out. Um, but he will go ahead and prep all of his meals once at the beginning of the week and then eat them. Um, but before that, I would just, before we all sat down to eat, I would portion out his lunch from what we had for dinner and he would take it the next day. But now we do a lot of like sheet pan meals, uh, like Caesar salad with chicken, stuff like that for dinner. Another thing, habit that I think saves us money is we have a weekly money meetup. So I get paid twice a month, he gets paid once a week, and when he gets paid once a week, we get on the phone and he'll say, okay, this is what's coming out this week, these are the other obligations we have, this is how much we have to spend on X, Y, and Z, we're on the same page, and that's kind of our budget for the week. So we budget weekly. That's just the best process for us to do it. And I think that you have to find the groove that works for you. Some people can do a whole month at a time. Some people need to do a week. Some people do it by paycheck. Find what works for you. But this having a once a week phone call where we sit down and work together has been a game changer for us. By the way, I have a free budget by paycheck spreadsheet. My husband made it because he is a spreadsheet aficionado and it is on Google Drive. You can grab it for free in the show notes and fill it in and use it to your heart's content. And then finally, one of the ways that we have been saving money but also helps us feel better, my friend Carly from Debt Free Mom, who I get to meet in person last week, by the way. I met her. She came to vacation where I live and we met and she was an even better human being in person. And I don't think I was too weird. So I don't like to meet my internet friends in person because then they'll know, oh, Lydia's weird. But um, one of the things that she says is care creates contentment. And what that means is when you feel about your stuff, care for it. You may remember Father's Day of 2020, I cleaned out our old little Hyundai minivan. I was feeling kind of blah about it. I had driven a Pacifica recently on a trip, and then I came home to my little Hyundai, and it didn't feel great with the little rust spots on the hood, and I decided to clean it out. We took all the seats out, we vacuumed it, we cleaned it, and it was like new. And now we have a newer van we bought in January of 2021. And I, about once a week, once every other week, go to the car wash on Mondays when it's half price. I'll clean it out, vacuum it, run it through the car wash. And I've just found that that weekly care maintenance makes me feel much more content with what I have. And you know if you watch my videos that I am not a natural housekeeper. Care tasks are a struggle for me. And I have been working really hard to keep better care of my home. I don't always see what needs to be done. 
thank you poor executive function. And so I'll actually take a picture of a space, see what needs to be done in the picture, take care of it and then take a picture again and then I see it. Sometimes if I just have my camera set up, I won't have noticed the mess behind me until I go to edit the video. I'm like, whoa, why didn't you, why didn't you clean that up? Um, it is executive function. It's a neurodivergence. I was diagnosed with dyslexia as a child, but I was not diagnosed with ADHD until an adult. And I didn't realize that adult ADHD was a thing, but it's because women are underrepresented. We could have a whole discussion about that, but we won't. And then finally, we have money talks. We actually talk about it. I registered for my university classes today and I had to have a talk with my husband about, okay, how do you want to manage this? What, what do you think I should do? What are some of your ideas? And we had a frank discussion about money and time and all of those things. And for years, my husband and I did not discuss money. We didn't fight about it because we didn't talk about it. And you can't fight about something you pretend isn't there. And I think while fighting about money isn't great, at least you're having a conversation about it. <laughs> if there is some tension, I will say that money fights are rarely about money itself. And they're more often than not about control and a lack of trust. And that's something that needs to be worked out by a licensed therapist. But somebody in an Instagram Q&A asked recently if Jason and I fought about money. And I said, no. And a few people got a little tense with me in my DM saying like, never, you don't fight about money ever. I don't believe that. And I was talking to him about it that night. And he said, we really don't even now, uh, we fight about other things. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> we fight about other things, but money isn't one of them. And I think it's because we have such a trusting relationship in that department that I know that we're on the same team. We may not always agree on how things need to be implemented, but he's for me and I am for him. And we are a team and we want to see our team succeed. And so he's not going to make chase choices that hurt the team and neither am I. My husband loves our children more than anything in the world and he's not going to put them in a position of being hurt because he made bad financial choices. If anything, he is more thoughtful and maternal than I am and I'm the one that has to be told to uh, slow down a little bit, think that through, make good choices. Anyway, I hope these tips have been helpful to you and I would love to hear from you. So you can find me on Instagram at Lydia Sin or YouTube at Lydia Sin. You can find this podcast and any episode you may have missed at frugaldebtfreelife.com backslash podcast. And thank you to everyone who has left us a review. It is how people find the show. So if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, swipe over the artwork. You can leave us a review. It is super helpful and always appreciated. Thank you for you. Thank you for being here. And I will talk to you soon.